Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hello, CEO School. Welcome back to the CEO School podcast. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today is a behind-the-scenes episode for the Millionaire Founders Club. I love taking you guys not only with the most incredible guests that we have on Mondays, but once a week, just talking about the real behind the scenes of building businesses and the tactical stuff that we need to get through to thrive in business and in life. And honestly, we finished an incredible episode earlier with Dr. Romy, the neurologist who is teaching us all about our busy brains and the cure behind the busy brain. So if you haven't caught that episode, go back and check it out. But I actually asked Dr. Romy to stay back with us to share with us her journey on writing a book and publishing this book and all the things. She's literally in the middle of her book launch right now. She's been on over 60 plus podcasts. She got published with an incredible, incredible uh, publisher who's backing her, all the things. And she's also part of our Millionaire Founders Club inside of CEO School. So I asked her to stay. And I know this is something I'm going to be going through that journey this year on. I cannot wait. I know. we're gonna. I'm going to be going through it uh, myself on launching a book. So I'm really excited to share that with you. But I know this is on the docket for many of mm-hmm. us as founders to, mm-hmm. you know, have a book, write a book, take our learnings and our teachings and really, you know, bring something into the world. But it is a lot of work. Girl. And I wanted to oh really God, get yes. the, yes. like, the true, like, you know, what's it like? How did you do it? And just tactical stuff, tactical tips that we can take to Mm -hmm. actually bring a book to market. So Dr. Romy, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying for the behind the scenes episode. Oh my God, Samira, it's such an honor to serve our CEO school community. They've been so supportive of me, including you. And just ask me anything rapid fire because there's a lot to unpack here. But I'm going to start with this is you know this adage that I saw about 10 years ago, to be a successful entrepreneur thought leader, you had to do a TED Talk, write a book, build a course? I want to bluntly say that is dead. Okay. Okay? That You don't it's write dead. a book to think I'm going to get famous or I'm going to become a millionaire. You write a book to own your thought leadership and to say something that hasn't been said again. If you're mm. just regurgitating something out there, um, have fun on Instagram telling your version of it. Do a course, do a group, Facebook group, but don't write a book because, girl, it is work. It is work. And I think when you do my one-to-one later on this month, um, you're gonna we're probably going to dig in to say the reason I had a revenue dip last 12 months was because of all the work going into the book launch, which is worth it now because we have a revenue recovery system in place. But that, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I do agree. I think exactly what you said on like writing a book, it's not, forget the hard, like we can all tackle hard. Yes. But yeah. 
not every like not every business or you know your service or product like needs a book as well it's yeah. really about thought leadership yeah, yeah. and telling something unique yeah. to the world as yeah. well yeah. so i mean i do think that i mean your research was very particular yeah. i've never heard it like even shared like this i love that it's like an 8 week program like you had all of the formulation of creating a really good program and also you are a neurologist so it's like you had the right pedigree to say okay not only am i going to share I'm not only am I going to share like this, the research and the, the, the journey and the whatever, you know, I'm going to pay attention because yeah. like you are a doctor. Well, let's also backtrack and say I was getting hired to speak for a living and this was pre-pandemic and I was teaching mindfulness and meditation to corporate America. And then I was paying attention as a doctor and researcher that this wasn't kind of working. CHROs were saying, we're now the meditation apps had come out. People aren't, it, yeah. and people are saying, I'm meditating. I still need something more. So I was doing the research live, just trying to figure it out. And the demand for the book was there. Corporate America was asking for the book and the publishers were so asking how, for the book. So how do you measure that? So if that's like the first step, right? Yeah. So the first step yeah. to all of this is one, making sure that it's something unique, that it is coming from a thought leadership position. How do you like measure, how did you measure the demand that there would be a demand for the book? Yeah. Um, you know, I know how many speaking engagements I do a year. Um, before I took the chief wellness officer position in 2018, I was doing about 40 to 60 speaking wow. engagements paid and some unpaid that you do for marketing a year. We had to obviously cut that down when you take a C-suite role and it's part time um, and now continuing to do what I do. But at every speaking engagement, every single one, people were like, do you have a book? So if you do the math, that you're even selling one to 200 books for 30 to 40 speaking engagements, that's significant. And you're going to sell more, right? Because now our corporate clients are ordering minimum 100, but up to 1,000 books, depending yeah. on how many people are in the audience or even more. We've got a couple larger orders in But you year. said it's not the revenue, right? So it's no, not the revenue. No, But I do want to go, so there's so many different things I want to ask. So one, you've decided, okay, we're going to bring a book to market. You yes. validated, you know, yeah. whatever that validation piece is, that there is a demand for it. I'm not just like, okay, I want to do it for for the sake of doing it. Um, now that you've decided, what is that process like in getting the from like one, getting a publisher yeah. to then all the way to like writing? I mean, this is a lot of words oh and a God. lot of writing. It was. Okay. So um, you asked me a lot of questions there. Let me try to unpack them all. So how did you get the publisher? Um, they came to me. Okay. For the last six years, um, four different publishers have approached me. Okay, so and you had you already had I, and and had I didn't that. even have an agent. Okay. And then the agent found me separately and I just said I have this but I ended up and what I want to tell it's 2024. Today publishers are looking for diverse voices and unique thought leadership that hasn't they use data analysts to find this. That you have a presence online, you somehow have a following. They knew I was speaking for a living. I may not have had the number of Instagram followers, but they've actually found out that they aren't really giving book deals to social media influencers. People want to stay on YouTube or TikTok. They don't want to buy the book typically. So that you're going to sell the books is what they're looking. So in today's world, if you've exhibited your thought leadership, they will come to you, right? That's number one. Number two, if you want to find an agent, the agent will find you. But yes, there's agents for every genre of book, fiction, nonfiction, business. Mine is both business leadership and health and wellness. So that's it. So number one, you have to do your homework and know your genre. You have to know what your book competition is, and then you have to get a book proposal together. 
Okay. And that's... and here and what we're can I do something yeah. special just for the Millionaires Founder Club? Yeah. I'm going to share my book proposal in the no Millionaires way. Founders Club, but with the please don't spread it out and around because I'm not sure if Harper Collins would appreciate that. Okay. But well, that's for the Millionaires inc- Founder Club. I I just want to share for my sisters. Well, yeah. if you're part of the yeah. Millionaire Founders Club or part mm-hmm. of our our exclusive community, yeah, shoot us a note. You know how to find us, and Dr. Yeah. Romy will send that. So we were going back and talking about the proposal is this next piece of it. So my journey is a little different. I I just finished writing the proposal. It's roughly about 40 pages. And it is like my entire, like, here's the book, not just like the options for title, but here's like the structure of the book. Here's Mm -hmm. the outline of the book. Here's who it's for. Here's the core messaging. Here's the differentiating framework Mm -hmm. that I'm teaching in this book that doesn't exist. Here's the research that kind of backs the, what I'm trying to share. And so the proposal was a pretty like, it's, it's where you put in a lot of initial love and thought process. And business plan. And the business they, plan. They, they want to know, where are you going to sell books? Like, Sunir, and this is a great yeah. conversation we're having. You are blessed with a large online community following and business following both, right? Because yes. of And you have thought leadership as well as a founder that exited as a unicorn. And now you're, you've got like two pillars of thought leadership that are going to push books out in different verticals. That's what a business proposal is. My business proposal was like, look, I've been here on the media. Look at all the speaking engagements I do. Literally, how many thousands of people are in the audience? We will move books. And now I'm exclusively represented by leading authorities. So they're partnering, you know, with the publisher to move these books for speaking, right? So, and, yeah. And I think that that, there, that thought leadership piece is important. But for those women that might not have, right, that level of community or 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 that if you do want to get the book to market or you do have this formula, it is important to have a community. So, like, whatever that community looks like, whether it's a LinkedIn, mm-hmm. whether it's on speaking, whether mm-hmm. it's – otherwise, you're going to get the, the book out and you're it's going to be crickets for, like, for could who's going to – Could I share a behind-the-scenes statistics that yeah. I learned during the launch that was fascinating? Most people – so first of all, less than 0.1% of authors in today's world are traditionally published. So because of the Amazon self-publishing – and I'm not knocking that because that is a smart path for many women that are listening right now, that it's tied to a course and it's trending right now and you want to get it out. It is a couple-year process to get published, right, by the time you go from proposal. From a traditional publisher. Yeah, from a a traditional publisher, publisher, right? Um, And so that is one thing I really want to be clear about for women. But most people, you're only going to sell a couple hundred books, 300 books, and the publishers may know that. You've made it if you sell 3,000 books. So you're not even going to make your advance back, right? You need to have a plan that you know out the gate. Can you move in your first you know, maybe week ideally, but if not month, 10,000 books, I would say seven to 10,000 books, depending on the time of the year. But I kind of want to, you know, I think that one of the things that's really establishing what your goal for the book is, right? So not for everyone, it's going to be, it's a sell, like for, like, I I think that- But the publisher needs to see that. If if you go beyond the traditional publishing route, right? So I want to kind of take a few, like a back back backtrack a little bit. So you've got Proposal in place, mm-hmm. right? So you've done the research. You know you're bringing a book t- to mm-hmm. to market. You've got validation for it in whatever form it looks like for your industry, your genre, your vertical. You are putting together a proposal. Your path was publishers came to you. My path is I have gone down to pick an agency that Amazing. wants to represent me. 
and we will be shopping the proposal, right? So that's like my next step right now is finishing the proposal mm -hmm. and we are going to be shopping it to publishers, mm -hmm. hoping that we have a bidding war between a couple yes, of different publishers yes, to say, okay, it needs to go to, uh -huh. you know, um, this publisher or that yeah. business publisher or, you know, whatever not. So that is like my mm -hmm. next step. And from there, once I have the publisher, then it's going to be now there's a timeline of mm -hmm. writing the book. And what you said, it is a couple year journey on the book process. So my goal is to get the book, the book uh, deal signed by, you know, before, like hopefully by the end of Q1 or in Q2. And so it is. Right. And so from there, it'll probably be a year worth of process for me to actually go back and get to writing. And this is what I now I don't know that part of it. So I'm right now in my journey on the proposal part. We I have a um, an incredible agency that I'm working with, and the agency and how I find the found the agency was actually through my network and through my friends. Oh. And so I, it didn't actually come from from like them knocking on my door. It came from I and I did have a couple of like of that of where I had yeah. agents or whatever that came through my personal network. But I don't know about you. I love trusting. Like, I want to work with people who've worked with that. Like, this is going to be a person that's going to yeah. be in my life. This is, yeah. like, going to represent me, get me the yeah. best deal, all of that. And so I was – I'm actually working with a, a – like, uh, one of – you know? Yeah, someone I know. Good. And it was her publisher, and they've had such amazing success with, with this – or with this agency. Yeah. And that's how I ended up picking my agency. So I do believe in I the power that. of that, so of I, the network. I do. I do. And let me tell you, with mine, mine is also that anti-intuition – I've had publishers knocking when Hanover Square Press, so Hanover Square Press is the division in HarperCollins that is publishing my book. My editor, Peter, and his team, they first reached out in the pandemic, and I said, we're in the middle of testing the protocol, but I'm going to get back to you. And by that time, another publisher called in the middle of us testing the protocol. I loved talking to Peter intuitively. And I know this person, I'm looking at him as a business partner, a business partner. on my team in my vertical for my book. And I loved him, his energy, that he believed that there needed to be more women thought leaders. Until now, when you look at the bestsellers list in health and wellness, there really aren't women doctors or PhDs on there. They understood the assignment. He was smart enough to edit this book, you know? And so I went on that. Like, And then somebody said, go get an agent. And Sunira, this was now, I had finished the manuscript. So then I started to finish it with a developmental editor. And we were ready to go to market because the demand was here. And I want to sell courses with it and speaking engagements. And if I had done that route, it would have slowed me down three, four months and to go to that bidding war. And maybe I would have gotten a bigger advance and the agent takes a cut of it, which is fair. But then my book would have been pushed out to being published in 2025. But you already had you already And, and I was going to hurt my business. Yeah, you already yeah. had a publisher that yeah. was like your, your that yeah. you were excited to work with. Yeah. But I did want to share that yeah. a lot of other paths you do yes. you do find like yes. from an agent to picking yes. the publisher yeah. versus the publisher direct. So a lot of different paths mm -hmm. there. And then there's also self-publishing is what, what you talked about. So if you're which goals, is a great path. Which is a great path for those that it's not necessarily about selling thousands of copies of the book or and it's really about owning your thought leadership. You are speaking, you do want there is credibility in having your thoughts yeah. in, a, in a book format. Mm -hmm. I want to fast forward a little bit because we just have a couple minutes for this episode and I really want to go behind the scenes. How did you do your writing process? Did you have mm -hmm. a ghostwriter that was supporting you? I How don't do – I didn't do a ghostwriter. Everybody, did okay. Even though I was busy, um, 
And I am really glad we'll put the link into the New York Times article. There are just a few ghostwriters in every genre. And one woman got caught for plagiarism in some of the biggest names in integrative functional medicine. They All their books have oh, been no. had to be republished with all of that stuff out. I also knew when you read my book and hear the voice, nobody was going to do it. I worked with a developmental editor, and I'll refer her to you to just talk to. What is to. a developmental editor? They will um, – she worked on the, my outline. And she made deadlines for me, Sonera, that this week or I this month, that. you're going to finish this chapter. And we went in order. And I would do some writing, even if I gave her, what, can we curse on this podcast? Yes. The SFD, the shitty first draft. Yeah. And at least I would get it out to her. SFD, we would call it. And then she would like look through it. And I she's, love it, a shitty first draft. Yeah. And, and so you're going to write a lot of shitty first drafts. Yeah. And by the way, your final book won't look like your proposal. Yeah. And you do that. And so it took me about 12 months because remember, I'm busy chief wellness officer and yeah. I'm speaking. This and, is not your full-time job but, is to write a book. But I was paying her money and I'm that auntie. Like if I'm paying her money, like she needed my... So you had like an accountability I coach coached, in that editor. And, and yeah. And she was very smart. She'd work with other uh, New York Times bestselling authors in the health and wellness nonfiction or leadership genre. Yeah. So she knew the work. I feel like I'm in the same boat with you on a, a ghostwriter. I have zero time to do this, but I do believe that my like the Your way voice. my voice is too. It is, and I this is a very like non-smart way to think about. It, and this is not the advice I give to everybody else. Like yes, like I'm not that special. People can do it. Like this is something that's been done, and this is the right way to scale my time is to get that that gross writer however i do feel that like i want this to be mine it's your voice yes. we all know your voice okay we would know ghostwriter same with people with but me. you can't but, but you, you can, can do get a ghostwriter you can get a ghostwriter yes. you can get a ghostwriter to support yeah. you that t it took 12 months i want to get into so this like yes. how did you do it was it like words per day like what was your it like was, we went by chapter write? we went okay, by, chapter, by chapter and um i would i would just have to find blocks of writing and my team would put it on the calendar that this was my writing block and when the final manuscript the first draft of the manuscript was due we shut down my business for six weeks and I was working about 14 to 16 hours a day taking breaks to nap and sleep and um like intuitively I would have a block on a story and I would wake up like between three to five and like I was downloading like spiritually some of these stories that were coming to me and so when you get into that creative mode and so that's the thing when you want like I'm happy with this so I also knew with this developmental editor, we took 12 months, the first manuscript went in and it needed no editing. Wow. They needed to edit yeah, like yeah, for yeah. grammar, but they didn't come back and say, Sunira, you rewrite need to rewrite this, this chapter, thing, yeah. rearrange the book. We, I worked hard. So February 1st of 2023, they got this. And I was like, I really want the book out in um, 2024. And they read it and they were like, if you can give us back just the minor edits on grammar or clarify this medical terminology is not clear, we will, they gave me a top of the, coming out in January is like at the top of the pub date. Like you're at the top of the pure, like top of the stack, like you're coming out front. So. Okay. I love that. So it was nine months from first manuscript to published Nine months date. and you like planned it in your day, but you did need those blocks of yes, like blocks where it was of fully, writing. Just of writing. And so, yeah. and so for me, like, I feel like one of the things that like I'm most creative in the morning is like where my brain is the freshest and I have like it's either literally it feels like in the middle of the night or it's like first thing in the morning. Same. Like there's like only same. two zones for me. Yeah, same. And so I feel like as I'm taking this on, my plan is that I'm gonna like get up, just gonna have to get up earlier and yeah. just put clock in an hour of day. And what I've read and I've I've talked to other friends who've like um had best selling books and have just gone through the whole process and 
um, they would literally clock in like X amount of words per day is how they would or like, you know, when they start writing time. I just did chapters and sections. And so mine, every chapter is a story and science and action tip. Yeah. And so I would be like. It's like organized. It's organized. And so I was like, I'm going to write a few stories today or I'm going to just do this entire science block. And so I also had to be like. I need to write science. I need to be in that medical brain. And I'm going to write stories. And I need to be in that loving, like, compassion place. Yeah. So I love yes. that. Okay. So yeah. a whole year in getting it out. Yeah. And then now that it – And like, then there's cover. Yeah. And my branding marketing agency had to help. Girl, can I just state this one part and the publisher knows? Two things happen. Every time they would send us documents, they would not put the MD or the doctor on it. And I would do this. And then they saw I was a female author and the word anxiety on it. And they sent me a baby pink book cover and most of my audience is high achieving men honestly in speaking audiences and maybe online it's like 50 50 men and women so you're gonna be i loved it 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 was my branding color agency i'm a starshine winter color brand um so you're gonna need to get endorsements i mean there's this whole path and so it takes time and so when you need endorsements you know, you were gracious with mine. I gave you a sample chapter. Some people were like, we need to read the whole book before we do it. And so there's a lot going on. And then there's the marketing of the book. So then you're going to sprint until launch date. We're in the middle of our first week of launch. And now it's a marathon. And like, and and honestly, launch, like, what is launch, right? So you're launching the book. Your pub date is your launch date. Okay, your publishing date is your launch date. Which is typically in traditional publishing, it's a Tuesday. Um, So mine was January 9th. And And it's all a numbers game. Like, honestly, if you're like, oh, I want to be a New York Times bestselling author, whatever it is, like, it is, it is the most, like, it's literally about how many, like, copies Copies you sell. Well, not anymore. So New York Times is also editorial. So a colleague of mine, Dr. Anthony Yoon, just sold a massive amount of books, like, probably over 100,000, he outsold all the books, almost all of them on the New York Times bestseller list and didn't make it. They make an editorial choice. So, um, but for USA Today, they go by sheer numbers. Okay. And then it's also a game. And so I won't make the list and I'm okay with that. We have volume, but we did bulk orders because my speaking bureaus and corporate clients, that was my plan all along. They're buying 100, 500 books at a time. And so it gets flagged as a bulk order and is something wrong because they don't know that I'm a speaker. And these are legitimate clients all over the country buying bulk orders of books. So and you, so the I let it go. Bulk orders are not good. It's not good in the first week when they see all these bulk orders, but we have a plethora coming from then Amazon and Barnes like, and Noble. Truly, like I'm learning alongside yeah. all of you. Yeah. Like, how do people like, like right bef- before launch, get on the list? Yeah. Or like, is, they, like you don't get on the New York Times bestseller list until it's launched. But you remember, um, your book can start to pre-order 90 yeah. days before your pub okay. date, and so. You can hit number one on your categories in Amazon even before the book is released because you're pushing it out. I think our audiences are the same, and I don't know about some of the other people that are writing. I want instant gratification. If I know Sunira's book comes out, I want it now. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been through publishing, so the minute Sunira says I'm in pre-order phase, I will order, you know, 100 of your books pre-order because it'll help, right? But most people don't know that. And so we were getting feedback from my community going, you're telling me to order your book and it's not available yet. And then all of a sudden, Amazon got flooded on pub date because now people were paying attention. And also the mistake I made, my publisher tried to tell me, but I'm stubborn. Do not do it in January, even though it's the new year, new year health and wellness. Okay. Because my pre-order period, people were distracted by the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, these are all amazing mm-hmm. tips. And I and I do want to say that even upon launch, like this is like a full-time job right now getting this book launched. So you it did like, 60 podcasts already. 60, 60, and we paid a – we decided – I had limited budget. 
I initially wanted to do PR for TV, print, and podcast. And then we took a gamble and said, we're going to put it on podcast because of all the SEO. And then I was very thoughtful of what three, four markets are we targeting for podcast. And we got a PR agency that specializes in placing you on podcasts, authors on podcasts. And I told them, I want women's leadership, entrepreneurship, health and wellness podcasts. And that's what we focused on. And they're all coming out now. And we're getting tagged everywhere. It's beautiful. That is really great. Yeah. I really love like the yeah. the the targeted approach and knowing your customer and knowing your audience yeah. is a huge part of it. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day of like and it, and it requires you and the face and it is very exhausting from a time standpoint. And then I'm paying my team to handle it. I'm paying the PR agency, yeah. you know, and so there has been like oh, a yeah. revenue and, slowdown. And, and yeah. let's actually talk about really quick. I know we're, yeah. we're all over the 20 minutes. So we've got to close this up and wrap this up for the women very quickly. But even the advance that you get on the book you know, and even if it's in, in the six figures, does not cover no. the 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 no. marketing and everything else that you put in. And so this is an investment that you're doing. Well, for all your, the for time you. you're writing, my developmental editor, the PR people, uh, social media ads, you, a six-figure advance sounds sexy. It's like a, another title we're collecting as entrepreneurs, yeah. but it cost me much more than six figures of the speaking revenue that I yeah. lost because I was off the ball. But we will make up for it this yeah. year. And, and um, the last tip, is if you are a professional speaker, bureaus aren't going to come to you because you published a book. Um, they're done with that game. One, they want to know you published with one of the big publishers and they want to see proof that the book is moving. So I already had a good relationship and they knew I would speak well. Bureaus are tired of pushing books. for. All. I don't want to say tired. My bureau told me if it's self-published, they typically don't do that. And so that was my other motivation because that was my business plan of how I was going to move. And books. this is what you do for a living. Yeah. You are a speaker. Yes. You know, you yeah. quit practicing medicine yes. and to, have speak to speak professionally and consult. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but this is this is like so helpful. Like and I, I love that it's just such a different, a different conversation, a different path. And yeah. every single, you know, entrepreneur that I know that has gone through the process, I will say that they really do care about what is going in here, yes, right? Like, I think that that's do. like the most important thing, like, because it's a really long, it's a marathon and you've really got to like running to get through the marathon. Yeah, and, right? and when you get to that place, you understand what it's about. Otherwise, when you're on the outside, you're like, let me start a podcast. Let me write a book. How many people in CEO school come to you and you're like, what are you going to do this year? And they list it all. No, like if you're going to invest your time yes, in a book, it's a that is investment. your only focus. Yes. yes. No, this is really, really helpful yes. and hope and and hopefully motivating as well. I, I think it's important to see the yeah. you know what it's like, but yeah. there's also your thought leadership deserves to go into the world, right? And anything that is big and that that is worth it is hard. Yeah. I think that that's at the end of it is like the you know, you're going to work. It's it's got the hard work is the shortcut. Like truthfully, that is yeah. it. I think that nothing happens overnight. Nothing even for the people that have that you think that have the biggest audiences. I have the most incredible network of entrepreneurs at the top of the game that have had the best selling books, all the stuff. And every single one of them, when I talk to them about this, they're like, "Get ready. This was a lot of work." And and it's worth it and it's worth it in its own way because they got to have their message that's really important that needed to get out into the world. So anything that is that is hard and that is big um, is, is going to be hard work with mm -hmm. it. So I, do, I did want to share a little bit of the behind the scenes. I'll be taking you guys alongside what's happening for me. The book proposal is complete. I took all of December to finish like – and I need to get into like that creative space for the words to flow. Yeah. So when I'm on vacation or when I'm – you know, when when I'm away – um, out of my day-to-day -day is when I feel I'm gonna, at most. I know we're way over yeah. time, but that's one of the biggest misnomers. I 
working in the world of mindfulness and neurology is you can schedule your creative time. Mm. You just have to have a ritual that puts you in flow to start and end. And you have to close all the digital distractions. You can't have your work email open and all that. But literally, I knew this was my writing time and I had a particular candle I would write. I would go walk the dog. There was a particular tea I would drink. It was just a ritual ritual to signal my brain. I would say a prayer and it would flow. I love that. Thank you for yes. sharing that. And, yeah. I, and I think we can apply that to other things, other projects as well, uh, where we feel like we need, because it's the busy brain at the end of the day, yeah. it's calming the busy yeah. brain. So thank you, Dr. Romy, for staying uh, you know, on set for a little bit to take us behind the scenes of the book launch. I personally wanted to learn. And hopefully you guys got to learn a little bit today alongside us. And hopefully we can get your book out into the world as well. Um, we'll see you guys on Monday's episode with yet another amazing guest interview. And I'm so excited to see you next week at CEO school. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO school and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag. So don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.